0: Today, we're getting to the fourth thing in the list of self-empathy for writers. And as always, we're going to start off today's episode with a reminder of what empathy really is. So empathy is the ability to comprehend And experience the emotions of another. But self empathy is diagnosing our feelings and understanding why we have them. And when we employ self empathy, we can then act on our emotions in a productive and healthy way. And so this series has been really helpful for me. I hope it's been helpful for you to kind of take stock of what self empathy means as a writer. And so the things that we've talked about already are uh, self empathy for writers like. What does it mean? And remember, we need to find out, to try, and repeat. And those are the things we need to ask ourselves when we're feeling a certain way. And we talked about kindness. We talked about honesty. That was a really hard one. (laughs) We talked about uh, evaluation with kindness and honesty in mind. And today we're going to talk about longevity when we're discussing what it means to be, uh, to have self-empathy as a writer going to mute that there because my computer's making noises. Uh, So longevity is how to keep practicing self-empathy for yourself as a writer once you start, because I think it's really easy for a lot of us, myself included, to get to the place where we're tired, we're worn out, uh, we've gotten another bad review, or we've gotten an email with another big mistake in our manuscript, and we're like, I'm tired of this self empathy thing. I just want to feel junky about myself. I just want to say unkind words to myself. And so how do you keep going even when you're feeling rough? (laughs) So that's what we're talking about today. And the thing that I wanted to talk specifically about is called uh, thought replacement. And there are a lot of books out there about negative self-talk and all that. I've written one of those books. It's called You Aren't Worthless. And it's about how if you're a Christian, you should understand that your value comes from God and you shouldn't be mean to yourself. And that's the same principle for you as a writer. Um, so when you're, when you're practicing thought replacement, what you need to do is filter everything you're saying to yourself uh, through kindness and honesty. And if it's not kind you throw that thought away. If it's not honest, you throw that thought away, okay? So you need to remember everything you have in your head is working its way into your heart and it's coming out of your mouth, even like physically, but also in your mind speak, right? So it's coming out of your mouth that way, which is like backwards, right? (laughs) So um, you have to realize that when you say that you're a junkie writer, When you say I can't do it, you're completely engrossing yourself into a like you're you're doing opposite of empathizing. You're not understanding what your emotions are, because if you evaluate that statement honestly, you wouldn't come to the same conclusion. And what do I mean by that? Okay, well, let's start with the idea. I can't do that. How many times have you said that to yourself? I say that to myself Not as often now, but once in a while, I'll be like, oh, that seems really hard. I can't do it. Like when I first started in my copy editing certificate program, uh, I was taking the grammar lab and I would just regularly cry and say, I'm going to fail. And my husband kept reminding me that I should stop saying that to myself and that I wasn't going to fail. And the more I said to myself that I was going to fail, the worse I did. But the more I reminded myself that I can learn new things the better I got at getting through those different crazy grammatical mazes that they made us run through. So that's what I want you to do. If if your initial thought is, I can't do that, I want you to ask yourself, is that honest? And I don't think the answer is yes. And also, is that kind? And the answer is definitely no. (laughs) But what can you tell yourself instead when you face a new obstacle that's difficult? Well, You can say, I still have things to learn because we're all learning all the time. I'm learning, right? Just because I'm a professional editor and I've written a best-selling book, that doesn't mean that I stop learning. I'm always learning, especially lately as an entrepreneur. I'm learning really difficult new things that I need to know in order to be able to move forward in my career and to be able to help amazing writers like you because that's my heart is I wanna help you tell the story of your heart. What about also the thing, the, the saying my writing is trash. <laughs> and we've been talking about that a lot, because I said that a few episodes ago, as an example of how my writing used to be. And then I was like, that's not That's not very self empathetic to my writer self, is it? And so I had to go back and think, what could I say instead of calling my writing trash? And what I would uh, what I would want to say instead of my writing is trash when I'm talking about my past writing is, uh, you know, my writing has improved since then. And whether it's like a week, a month, in this case, for me, it's several years, a lot of years (laughs) of writing. Uh, That's something that's kind. And it's also honest. Instead of saying, my writing's no good, which is not true, it's a scale of comparison for myself. And remember, we talked about comparison in the first and second episode, And we said that we cannot compare where we are right now to someone else who's been writing for years or been doing this for years. And actually, it's never good to compare ourselves to others. But what we can do that is kind and that is honest, and this came into the evaluation episode, right, uh, is we can look back at our previous work and say, my work now is better. And that would create an honest and kind evaluation for us to work off of. So, I mean, <laughs> the it's a long game. Writing takes time to learn. And I'm trying to quicken that a lot with courses like Story Filters and Write This Way and uh, books like Write the Perfect, Read the Fiction Edition, because I want you to be able to do better, faster, to write better, faster. But it takes It takes time to learn new skills. That is what you need to go through, is saying, okay, I understand that there might be a moment in my life where I will be better at writing, and that's in the future. And then to say, that's okay. And there's also a time when you can say, my writing could be better. That's not unkind, and it's true. But writing takes practice. And you know what else you have to do if you're if you want to write? You have to read a lot. And that's something I talk about, Marie and I talk about in uh, Write the Perfect, Read the Fiction Edition, is how in order to understand what's good and what's bad, besides us telling you, which we love to help you out that way, you need to spend a lot of time reading and it's rough when you're a writer, and I always tell people, they're like, How do you keep all these projects going at the same time? And I'm like, Well, I have a little trick because I don't want other writers' styles to influence my style, is I read something if I'm writing nonfiction, I read fiction. And if I'm re if I'm writing fiction, then I read nonfiction. But I always make sure to read something Uh, that I know will make me feel better and it can be really discouraging when you read a book and it's so good and right now Maria is actually reading In the Unlikely Event by Judy Blume which is one of my favorite books ever Uh, in my opinion it is the opus of Judy Blume's writing career and I I'm so excited for Maria even though I know the book's going to make her feel sad and uh, Maria if you're listening slash watching this I'm sorry, it's going to make you feel sad because there are sad things. But it's in such a good way and it's such eloquent writing. And when I read it, I have two choices. And Maria has two choices and you have two choices. I can either look at it and say, this is so good, I will never write this well. And that's not using self-empathy, right? Because it's not honest and it's not kind. Or I can look at it and say... I aspire to write as well as she does and communicate thoughts and emotions as well as Judy Bloom does one day. And that's one of my personal goals. And because that's the filter that I'm reading her stories through, that means that when I read things that are awesome, I don't feel bad. I feel excited because I'm thinking about the possibilities of what can happen in my own writing. And that's part of self-empathy. That's part of thought replacement is that you are realizing that the filters that you use in your storytelling mindset matter. And they are what create self empathy for your for you as a writer, or they're the thing that drag you down because you're like, well, I can never do this the same. First of all, you're never going to write like anyone else because you're not anyone else. You're you, and that's what makes you special. That's what makes your voice matter. The fact that you have a unique soul—that is what's going to fuel your storytelling in a way that no one else can. And that's why I'm so passionate about storytelling. That's why I'm so passionate about your storytelling, and why I want you to get through this self-empathy for writers course so that you'll have an adjusted mindset. And I'm coming out uh, probably in a few weeks with a new course and a new system called the the storytelling mindset. And uh, the three-day course, which is going to reset your writer brain, is going to be absolutely free. I'm so excited for you to have it. Uh, I'm working on it now. I have like, you know, I'm a compulsive note taker. So I have all these pretty color-coded notes about how I'm going to write this for you because, I just got to the point in my own writing career where I felt like if I keep thinking this way, if I don't have empathy for myself, I'm not going to be able to keep going because it's too hard. Anything in life worth doing is difficult. But if you aren't able to adjust your mindset, then you won't be able to have longevity, which is what we're talking about today. So that's why you need to use thought replacement run your thoughts through the filters of kind and honest. And then in a few weeks, when I come out with the storyteller mindset, I'm so excited. um, I will let you know, and I will give you a link so that you can go and do the three day reset on yourself for free. And you're going to be able to use these tools as you move forward. And you're going to be able to remember how to employ self empathy, and how to understand your own emotions, to diagnose them and then act accordingly so that you can become your best storytelling self. And the way that you do that, remember, is you're kind and you're honest and you use empathy to understand how you're feeling, why you're feeling that way, and whether those feelings are rooted in kindness and honesty, because when you're trying to understand another person, that's called empathy. And that makes your story so much richer and so much better Uh, Thanks, the writer Renee. I'm so excited for you too. I I mean, I I can't wait to hear your story whenever you get to share it. Um, And when we empathize with ourselves, we're also creating depth within our stories. And that's what we need to do in order to connect with readers. Because remember, we are not writing for money. We are writing for readers because money can't read, right? And because we want that connection with people, that's why we write. We're we're not writing to get rich. Because when you write a story to get rich, your story is junk. But when you write to make a human connection with another soul, that's when the storytelling matters. And that's when you write the best stories. So That's today's episode. I'm really uh, excited for you to hear the last episode tomorrow where we're going to go over managing expectations because in self-empathy, I think that is one of the most difficult things to do, especially for me. I mean, if you could see my office right now, it's covered in to-do lists because I'm doing a launch this week of Story Filters, which I have been working on for months. I cannot wait for you to see it. Uh, it is going to be awesome. It's going to change your writing forever. And the tagline is stop doing the one thing readers hate most. And it's a totally free course, you're going to get a free video companion course with me where I'm going to walk you through everything. And there's also a free audiobook. So that's coming out this week. But yeah, I mean, I have to be really careful about managing my expectations when I'm working on big projects like story filters, right this way, the storyteller mindset, because if I'm not reasonable, I get to the place, the bad place where I'm like, you are failing to do the things that you set up. And the only reason I'm failing, it's not because I'm not trying. It's because my expectations that I have failed to manage are overwhelming me. And so if you can learn to manage your expectations through self-empathy, then you're going to be set up to succeed in such a great way. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching if you're watching. And remember, it is never too late to tell the story of your heart. This has been Kristen on the Expensive Words podcast, pouring out my heart for you, my wonderful listener. If there's any question you want to ask me, if there's anything you want to tell me, you can go to ExpensiveWords.com or you can find me on Instagram at Kristen.N.Spencer. And I would love to hear your wonderful writing thoughts from your amazing writing brain. Happy writing.